Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers Podcast. We're your happy hosts, Amy and Madeline, best friends who work hard and hustle harder. We believe to be happy and healthy in your work, you need to be happy and healthy in your life. We combine health, well-being and business with a fresh perspective to share the stories of normal people with inspiring lives. From leading entrepreneurs to athletes, models and artists, Together, we delve deep into their journey to success to find out why health and well-being is at the core of their philosophy. Whether you're looking for advice and guidance for leading your best life, an engaging, easy-to-digest pep talk, or a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and wellness goals, the Healthy Hustlers podcast is your go-to for kicking ass in work and play. Fiona Faulkner is living proof that with a positive mindset, you can achieve your wildest dreams. A true country girl at heart, Fiona became a household name in 2005 after appearing on Australia's first series of The Biggest Loser. After losing an incredible 30 kilos, Fiona quickly realised the number on the scales didn't bring with it the happiness she once expected. Embarking on an epic journey of self-discovery, Fiona's message about truly loving the skin you are in is so incredibly empowering. Today, the TV presenter and internationally renowned model has been in front of the camera for some of the most sought-after brands in the world. An avid traveller and a true inspiration for women all across the globe, Fiona regularly shares her wealth of knowledge with key publications to help offer support and guidance to other females. Kindly welcoming us into her Sydney home, Fee made us a beautiful cup of pomegranate tea before we settled into a heartfelt conversation about her changing mentality around weight loss and dieting, embracing self-love and the importance of finding inner peace. Hi Fee, welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. We're so excited to have you here today. Let's kick off by hearing about your happy place. Where do you go to unwind and reconnect? Hi guys, thanks for having me. Um, I guess for me, I really feel being around the ocean, being around water is really calming for me. So I guess anywhere really that's, that's got water, I mean, you know, I love to, to go for walks to, to any kind of water, the ocean or the beach. Um, also traveling to places where, you know, you can lie there and listen to the ocean <laughs> laughing at the shore. That for me is like where I can really you know ground myself and and you know contemplate life and and meditate and do my positive affirmations and things like that but yeah just anywhere really for me with water is really important to try and get a bit of a daily fix of it yeah I love that I actually grew up at the beach so I can totally relate to that (laughs) it's a very calming place so now can you take us all the way back to your childhood and give us a little sneak peek into little fee growing up well, I grew up in a town called Birragara, which is in country Victoria. It's a little town of about, I think when I was growing up, it was about 600 people. And I lived there till I was 18 on a little property with my mum and dad and two sisters. And yeah, I don't know. I grew up being an avid animal lover. I, from the age that I could walk, I was the one that fed the chooks every day. I, we had sheep and they were my pets and I knew them all by name and I used to feed them. <laughs> apples after school every day um yeah and I had a cat and a dog and 
they, yeah, I was kind of the animal lover of the family, you could say. Yeah, that is really beautiful. I'm from a small country town as well and a property and it just brings back so many lovely memories of being out in nature and just the simple things in life of, of being a child. Yeah. So from a small country town girl to international model, TV presenter and a regular travel blogger, you've lived an incredible life so far that so many women would aspire to. Can you talk us through the highs and lows you've experienced to get to this point in your career? Right, the highs and the lows. Well, you know, there's been a few of those. I guess to get, for me to have gotten to the point where I started modelling, I, I, you know, was a contestant on Biggest Loser. And when I came off the show, I guess a low point for me was, was when I regained all the weight post the show. But obviously then I went through my own personal journey to get myself back on track. But, you know, that was quite a low point. I received a lot of, you know, criticism from the public and, you know, people coming up to me. So that was a real struggle for myself. But I guess uh, the, a high point was, uh, you know, I, after the show, I worked in PR, TV production um, and started studying makeup and then fell into being a model, funnily enough, which I never imagined I would do. <laughs> And started modeling and modeled here for a few years. And then when I hit 30, I was like, oh, I really, I, w- I want to go overseas. Lots of my friends are over there. And I thought I'm just going to head over to London and, and give it a shot. And so when I got to London, being signed with an agency in London was, you know, a massive deal for me. I was like, you know, this girl from small country town who, you know, had really struggled with body confidence, self-esteem, had been overweight most of her life. For someone to say, I want to put you on my books was amazing. And then when I moved there... You know, in the first week, I think I booked a couple of TV commercials and then got made the face of a brand over there, which for me was like, this is, this is amazing. Like it was, you know, great. Like loved every minute of, and London's amazing. And then from there, I guess I, I was like, oh, I kind of want to go to New York. I have friends in New York as well. So, you know, as you do, I was like, oh, I'm going to go over and, and try and get an agent over there. And, and I guess New York is like the, in terms of the modeling industry is like the the top of the game and I'd never sort of imagined that I'd, I'd sort of get to that point but going there I I went over and I had the three plus size agencies the top ones all want to sign me which for me was also That's like amazing. wow you know I just it was a bit mind-blowing so I made the decision I signed with JAG and after a year in London moved to New York and and yeah, started modeling in New York, which is just, I think about it now and I'm like, it's just, you know, something I never dreamed I would do. And then it was whilst I was back in Australia for a shoot um, after about six months that I got sent an email from the, the, the guys from The Biggest Loser saying, would you be coming in and do a screen test to, to host the show? And that was a pinch myself moment. And my initial reaction, honestly, was no what like, not a host of a tv show what and, and i got on a flight and i'd read the email and i just kind of went into shock and i was like there's no way and then during the flight i i was because that was that was the old me that was my old mentality of being like i couldn't possibly do that and i sat on the flight and i went no you know what bugger it this is an amazing opportunity you know what go in there do your best you might stuff it up but that's okay. Like as long as you go in there and give it a go, give it a hundred percent. And if you get it amazing, crazy, wow. But if you don't, it's fine. Like just go back to New York and keep doing your thing. So I went to the, to the screen test and honestly thought I'd completely stuffed it up because it was summer and I was so nervous and they actually had to bring a box of tissues in because I was sweating. Like I was melting. There was 
just, there was basically a puddle around the bottom of some tissues in midway through and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, like, <laughs> patting my face, just dripping. <laughs> and I was so, I was just shaking, I was so nervous. And then, but my friend who did, was the one that, well, she was my friend now because we've obviously worked together, she said that when I left, she was like, we found our girl, like that was perfect. Which I walked out of there thinking, oh my God, I'm <laughs> disaster, I'm never going to get the job. Um, so yeah, it was a massive shock when they were like, yep, we want you to be host. Don't go changing. Don't go and try and become a host. Like, I guess by doing a course or just be you. And I thought, oh my God, wow, this is crazy. Um, but I didn't, you know, it's nerve wracking because I'd never done anything like that before presenting. So I, I took their advice and didn't kind of try and learn how to be a presenter, which, you know, maybe would have helped me a little bit in certain circumstances. But I just went in there and gave it my best shot and winged it. And yeah, I think day one of filming for me was probably the biggest highlight of my life like it was the biggest buzz I was you know coming full circle from being a contestant to walking down I think the first episode where I walked down like the driveway walking down there and being like oh my god I'm a host of a TV show <laughs> the biggest pinch yourself moment ever like it was yeah amazing so yeah there's been lots of highs and a couple of lows yeah isn't that so funny though how much you were judging yourself when you walked out of the interview or the audition and how they said you know she's perfect she's she's our girl it just shows yeah the judgment that you really put on yourself all the time and people don't see what what you see yeah i mean i think women especially and i think we are all such hard critics on ourselves you know we all judge ourselves so harshly which is i think it's something that we're it's kind of born and, and you know bred into us basically as we're, we're growing up you know we're all criticized we criticize each other we criticize ourselves and internally we you know tear ourselves apart tear ourselves down you know you couldn't possibly do that but in actual fact what I've learned is if you turn that voice around if you you can talk yourself out of all those negative thoughts all the time like if I had have let that negativity eat me up on the plane thinking there's no way I, I could ever do that I stop myself and I it's like that's that's a negative voice that's that's the old you no 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 you're gonna go you're gonna give this 110 percent. you're gonna go in there and you're gonna have a go and you know what will be will be but at least you'll have peace of mind knowing you just gave it your best shot and you know everything worked out really well but we are all our worst critics which is something that you know we have to try and change you know Maddie has this amazing saying that we've been, you know, constantly telling ourselves starting a podcast. When we sent out our proposal to yourself and everyone, we didn't know how to make a podcast. <laughs> and it wasn't until <laughs> people <laughs> It was doing really well. It wasn't until people, you know, came back and said, Yes, I'm like, Okay, well let's learn how to make a podcast. Let's do this and Maddie kept saying, you know, done is better than perfect Amy let's get in here and and just do it because otherwise you know if if we just told ourselves no we can't do it who do you think you are to to actually think that we can have our own podcast it wouldn't you know we wouldn't be sitting here with you right now having this amazing experience and you know you sharing your story to so many people exactly I mean if you if you question it too much I I guess I'm always just someone I, I just try and just just take every opportunity and give it a hundred, you know, if I had have sat down and actually thought about when I turned 30 moving to London, is that a 
smart idea. My dad obviously got on my phone and was like, I don't think this is a very good idea. You know, all the people with like... Practical dads. Practical dads. I mean, we've all got one. And he's kind of tried to talk me out of every decision I've ever made in my life. He's actually stopped giving me advice now because he's just like, oh, well, you've done all right for yourself. <laughs> Not listening to my advice. But, you know, you just kind of go with your gut instinct and you just, if there's a, any negativity there, I'm like, you know what? If it, if it doesn't work, I can always just come home. You know, that any decision I make, just I, just have a go. Like, believe in yourself. I think totally. self-belief yeah. is so important. Yeah, it's so true. And I think that's really good advice from you, like flipping it on its head, because every negative ha- does have a positive as well. So just trying to look at that. Yeah. Even when we left our last recording, we got in the car and I said to Amy, oh, I said that word wrong. I always get that wrong. And she's like who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. And, you know, we started talking exactly this type of conversation of like, at least we're having a go and we're enjoying it. And it's, it's so true. You just got to pull yourself straight out of that negative yeah. talk and, exactly. you know, just have a crack. And have Give a it crack. A exactly. Yeah. exactly. So I love that. <laughs> Australia fell in love with you when you were a contestant on the first ever series of The Biggest Loser, losing an incredible 30 kilos during the show. Can you rewind it back to this period in your life and touch on the mental and physical impact that this drastic change had on you? Yeah, I guess um, I touched on it earlier. When I, you know, the, the Biggest Loser for me was amazing. It did everything it promised to do. I went on the show, trained really well, went on a diet, lost 30 kilos, you know, came out like, oh my God, I'm skinny. But the issue I had was it, the, the problem for me, my weight had to do, you know, I came off the show and I was still, I still had very severe anxiety, something that I've struggled with my whole life. Um, you know, I was borderline depression. I had really low self-esteem. I just didn't like who I was as a person. And with all of that, you know, on top of, you know, coming off a reality show, you know, I regained the weight really quickly. And I was self-sabotaging myself during that time because I was trying to keep trying to maintain the weight loss by running at night time because I didn't want anyone to see me training but then I would go home and through anxiety have a binge eat and just eat like a loaf of bread or something and then have done it and then just be like oh my god what have I done what have I done and that I can't even explain the fear like I don't know if anyone out there has experienced when you have a problem with binge eating the feeling you self-loathing that you feel it's just horrendous and it's just this horrible cycle of through the anxiety of eating a loaf of bread that anxiety makes you then eat something else and you just, it's just this roll-on effect and then you just end up in this spiral of self-hatred self-loathing and you just it's almost like you're self-harming it's the only way i can describe the binge eating was self-harm it wasn't making me feel good it was actually making me feel really bad and so to try and i got to a really low point and my mentality towards exercise and training and food and diet had always been if I'm doing it it's only to lose weight it's to get skinny and I got I got to a point where I was so low I was like something's got to give I've got to change the way I'm I'm attacking this because it's clearly not working and I you know decided to pull everything back so to regroup, to, to take the focus off weight loss because that was causing me severe anxiety. You know, I was weighing myself twice a day. And, I, you know, anyone that does that, it's not good for you because you're just looking at the numbers. And the numbers rule your life. It rules it and makes it if you're going to have a good day or a bad day. It sets you up to fail because if you do, if the scales go up, 
you're just you soul it's soul destroying it really is and um so i took the scales away and i was like all right what makes me truly happy i need to make myself feel good and being around my family is something that made me feel really good and you know being near the water as i said earlier so i lived kind of close to the beach so it's like right every day i'm gonna walk walk to the ocean and i'm gonna sit and when i get to the ocean i finally went to sidetracking went to a kinesiologist recently and they said it's really important for me to ground myself which is you know sitting taking shoes off and I said that's really interesting because I know I already know that about myself because if I go on when I go walking and meditating I always take shoes off and feet on the ground and ground myself I didn't even actually know that's what it was I was doing until the kinesiologist told me that that's what I needed to do so it's kind of like, wow, I just kind of figured it out for myself. <laughs> I was like, this feels good. So I'm going to keep doing this every day because it, it's really helping me. So yeah, I was to, to get myself in a better place every day. I'd walk, go for a walk and, and sit and ground myself and just give gratitude. Think about all the positives in my life. Be thankful for I'm, I'm healthy. I've got beautiful people in my life. I, I have a great job. I, you know, everything is amazing you you are healthy and you are happy and you know all of this stuff you're beautiful and you the world is your oyster you can achieve anything you want all of this kind of stuff and I would on the walk on the way back just fill myself with positive energy and you know feel the sun on my face look up hear the birds and just be, try and be really present and just because I also learned you know I wanted I take an hour out of every day to give back to myself. And that hour might be training or walking or even if if it's a day when I just don't want to do anything, I just need like a, a mental health day. Even if it's going for a coffee with a friend that fills you with total joy and taking that time out to go and see that person who you walk away feeling fantastic. That for me is, you know, some days that's, that's what I get done. But, <laughs> sidetracking. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I realized that, you know, pairing it all back to change my mindset, I yeah, was just walking every day and just really feeling, like embracing how that made me feel and, you know, grounding myself and saying my positive affirmations, changing the way I looked at myself. And especially when I looked at myself in the mirror, I used to tear myself apart, which I think a lot of women do, you know, with all these negative thoughts and you put something on it's like oh my god I've got muffin top or you know I my tummy looks wobbly on my arms or something like that and you just and you leave the house feeling so low I was like that's crazy why am I doing that because that's just setting myself up to feel like rubbish for the day so something else I do every day it's like oh I'm looking good in this <laughs> and I will put something on and like find something and be like my bum looks great in this or my skin's looking great oh, I've got great hair today I like rocking it you know give yourself a really good confidence leave the house on a positive and be like right ready to face this day rock and roll and so these are the things I was slowly changing that sad unhappy girl that was quite a broken person and just slowly putting the pieces back together and over time it really it actually works and and then as time went on, it was like, okay, now I really need to look at the way I'm eating. And I'm like, okay, I'm, it sounds funny, but like really learning to, to love and value myself. I want to fuel my body with, 
really nutritious food and if i eat this way if i kind of shop around like the green section and the fruit and veg aisle and nothing processed just everything's kind of you know a lot of leafy greens and a lot of fresh produce a little bit of fish a little bit of chicken and make you know and cook a lot from home um make things from scratch i felt so much better like you just feel good and so that's what i started doing and just nourishing my body you know i i pretty much start most days with a green smoothie it's something it's just quick and simple and if i'm on the go you can whack a lid on it away you go and just doing that every day it's and over time it just yeah changed everything and then once i started feeling really good i started being like oh, i want to challenge myself a bit i want to change up and i'm over just walking I'm going to start strength training. So, you know, I went through a period of time where I was doing full on strength training and I was lifting heavy, heavy weights. And it was one of the most amazing periods of my life because it was incredible. I, it was so empowering to be so strong. But I then got a lower back injury and <laughs> that <laughs> kind of fell to the wayside a little bit. I'm still sort of working on the back. But so then I kind of went into and I, this is the thing as well I was trialing stuff I'm like what makes me feel good and this is the thing like and I think it's always important to try things a couple of times to see if you actually like it because of course after the first time you're gonna walk away going oh my gosh I'm so sore but after a few times you sort of get used to it so then I got into boot camp which has been something I've been doing for a while and it's you know high intensity interval training and for me I just thrive off of it I love really pushing myself to my max and then having a recovery period like it's it just it feels so good for me like I get excited before training but then as I, I I actually had foot surgery in December actually before my foot surgery I trained up and did a 10k fun run so and I never thought I'd be a runner it's never been something I could do but I trained up and I got to the point where I was like wow I can just go for a jog and I always wanted to be one of those people that could just go for a little quick jog and and I got to that point which was really exciting for me <laughs> my feet my feet let me down and I had to have crazy surgery on both my feet in December and it's been a really long recovery period um, for me which has been it's been really interesting because it was quite difficult for me being quite an active person during a four-month period to basically not being up to do anything and I was like oh, this is gonna be mentally it's going because for me training now is it keeps my anxiety at bay it keeps me grounded it keep just keeps everything ticking over making me feel good so i had to to really yeah just find other ways so i've over the last four months there's been a lot of meditating um a lot of inner thought <laughs> to keep myself on a positive you know keep it all all going and you know i'm like and just trying to be good to my body and I've obviously the food side of it I've been really quite careful trying to nourish my body trying to make it heal as well as it can and I have just signed up to do the bike leg of the Noosa try in November which I'm really excited it's 40 k's which is a pretty I did a 20k bike ride a couple of weeks ago but it wasn't as hilly as the one in Noosa but you know I guess my point is finding things to keep you motivated and and that you love that make you feel good and you know sometimes things don't go to plan like you know, I got injured surgery and the old me would have been like oh can't train oh I'm not just not going to train because I'm injured whereas I think 
the the new me where it's like I actually need to train because of the way it makes me feel because it's it, it, it makes me sleep at night it makes me feel like the, the real me I guess that's like the happy real me <laughs> so it's finding an alternative you know there's always ways around it and and just to keep yourself being I guess the best that you can be is yeah oh I love all of that so much I um I really liked also what you said about with your feet on the ground and it's funny when you think about we actually have all the answers of what we need I think deep down but we just either neglect them or don't listen to our body enough and it's if we actually just really do listen more and take that time to be like what do I need what does feel good what am I enjoying we we actually have all the answers Um, So I really loved that you touched on that because I've had a few experiences like that before where I've been told to do things. I'm like, oh, I already do that. I didn't even realize that was that good for me, but I enjoy it. And it's it's funny, like if you get really busy, if I get really busy and, uh, you know, I'm working back to back flying a lot and obviously it's just like work, work, work. It'll get to like day four or something and I will be... I won't even be thinking about it, but I'll be like, oh my God, I'm not sleeping and my anxiety's back oh my God, I know why I haven't, I haven't, I need to ground myself. I need to stop, stop the noise, just stop for a minute, go find, if it's somewhere, I'll just go to a park with some grass, take my shoes off and just sit and be, and then, you know, go through my affirmations, but just stop all the noise and bring myself back to ground. It's so, it's so bizarre, but, (laughs) but it works. And you realize when you don't do it, you're like, ah, life's just, manic and it's too much and it's uh, you know I'm not coping and it's like oh wait I just need to, it's all okay everything's going to be fine just just have a moment mm-hmm. take some time out to just be totally yeah and I, I 100% agree with that and Amy and I you know we meditate at night like you know both we both have different reasons why we meditate I guess and but we both always say when you're not doing it, it's like, oh, wow, you just notice how life can just be so fast and keep going. So um, I'm really glad you touched on that. I also loved how you do mention about finding what works for you because it doesn't suit everyone. Like, And I know that personally. I'm not someone that thrives off cardio or high intensity, but I love Pilates and that makes me feel really strong and fit. So I think you know finding those things that really love you love and make you want to get out of bed and and do those things and mentally it makes you so much happier yeah because i guess we're not we're not all cookie cutter we're all so different we're all different shapes sizes we all you know all our bodies are you know programmed completely differently to to work off different diet different food groups different everything and everyone is so different and i think that's something else i learned throughout this whole process is never compare myself to other people because you know I mean growing up I had a sister who we basically ate the same we did everything the same but she's tiny you know and I was huge I'm like I'm like nearly I'm over six I don't think I'm six foot tall and I'm just a a big person and I was you know when I was younger I was very curvy and but I was also just like a big person she comes up to probably like my my shoulder not even and she's this tiny little thing and I could never understand why why didn't I look like that and I would always compare myself to her which also really contributed to the way I felt about myself because I'm like I'm so different to all the people around me like all my friends were willowy little (laughs) things you know they're just just 
tiny little things and I've never been I've never been willowy in my life <laughs> in my life I don't think I'm ever going to be willowy it's never a word that will describe the way I am but that's but I've learned that that's okay because yeah. we are all different we're so different and there's no point in comparing yourself to anyone and as well like we've all got or everybody's got flaws like every single body has got some kind of flaw so this pursuit of perfection is I learned is crazy you know even when I was at my lightest I was still tore myself apart and it's like oh my gosh when are we going to just be content with what we have because I don't know if you I've mentioned on to other people but you know I learned that treating your body like your best friend because these bodies will be with us forever mm. they are the ones that travel this earth with us for the rest of our lives so if you make that body your enemy if you treat it badly if you talk to it badly if you tear it apart every single day mm. how does that make your best friend feel it yeah. makes it feel like crap which ultimately makes you feel like crap because it's you so i i always take that analogy on board and be like how would i treat my best friend i would never speak to them like that i would want to look after them. I want to show them love and, and care for them and just treat them well because it's going to be this is what is going to be with us forever and you know I've got stretch marks wobbly bits you know all cellulite all this fun stuff that women have and you know my body will change at the moment you know I haven't been able to train I've gained some weight which I'm fine with because I know when my feet heal I'll just get back into my regular training and and it's the old me would have lost the plot at gaining a few kilos like it would completely break me but for me at the moment it's like oh well i've, I've, I've had an injury it's it's okay like i've got this situation under control i know what's what my plan is when i get back i'm going overseas for a couple of weeks but it's it's going to be okay like once my injuries heal and i get my my training schedule up it's all gonna be fine and it's just learning that self-love of loving yourself at every single point of the journey and knowing that it's everything's going to be okay and just just treat yourself well the whole the whole way through i really really love that and i love what you said about just not comparing yourself to anyone else everyone does have their own little insecurities on the inside and the, you know their own flaws in their body in some way and i just when you said that i thought of Maddie and I have a really, really close friend and she's like the most beautiful thing you'll ever look at. She has a perfect body and she has a perfect face and we often, we just say, oh, you know, Alex is so gorgeous. And then one day we were sitting at a cafe and she put her hands up and she's got a crooked little finger. <laughs> <laughs> she's not perfect. Yes. She lost it. She's like, she's not perfect, girl. She's not perfect. And I literally lost it. I laughed for about half an hour. Not that long, maybe 10 minutes. But it was exactly that. Like, you know, everyone has their own little flaws. And Alex is actually really self-conscious of her little finger. And we would (laughs) never, ever look at her. I've been friends with her for six months and hadn't noticed it. But it's funny the way that you really berate yourself. And you just need to let it go. Everyone's got it. But imagine if we all just went... I'm not, I'm who not, uh, who cares? I'm yeah. not insecure I'm about me. anything. I'm me. Yeah. If we yeah. all just walk the earth totally. being happy and content in ourselves and just foc- focused all that negative energy on taking care of ourselves Absolutely. and, you know, lo- loving ourselves and nourishing our bodies well mm-hmm. and tr- moving it and training it and just all that negativity is so all consuming and wastes so much energy and it's just so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And I think like on that topic, 
I was probably the opposite. You know, I was always very small and petite in school. Oh, I would have been very jealous in growing <laughs> up. But the thing is, like... Willowy, I guess. Yeah. But you have your... I've always had my own insecurities about, you know, being too little. And I, I remember so clearly this story or this this time. It's a memory, I guess, not a story. But when I was in year eight and my best friend and I went to a blue light disco and all the girls at school, you know, by year eight, they had boobs and they had their periods. And it was, you know, and I literally looked like I was probably eight. No joke. And we went to our first disco and we... Had um, that's when Supray was in, and they had their yeah. like logo T-shirt. Clearly, Instagram wasn't around because we had no <laughs> idea what fashion was. Um, but I remember wearing this tight T-shirt, and I was at my best friend's, and before it, she was like, "Oh, we can't wear these. Like, we don't have boobs and blah blah." blah. And one of the other girls said, "Oh, why don't you just stuff your bra with <laughs> tissues?" And we're kind of like, "Oh." Anyway, we ended up just wearing padded bras, and it was fine. But this girl. It never came out, but obviously she's gone and told a few of the boys that we did stuff our bras. And we got into school on the Monday. We're in year eight, and these boys start throwing rolls of tissue paper, of toilet paper, at us in class. <laughs> and I will just never ever forget Aww. that memory. Funny, one of the boys actually ended up becoming my housemate when we were in high school. <laughs> but I think back so much to that, and you, you just never know what someone is fighting their yeah. own little battle. Everyone's and fighting their own battle. Totally, exactly. and it's you can't just don't compare yourself because it is it's the biggest way you'll undo yourself. I think, and I one of my favourite quotes now is, and I would just wish I realised it a lot earlier in life is that everyone else be you because everyone else is taken, and I just so true. Really trying That's to remind myself quote. of that. <laughs> it's so. It's so true with me and I, I really yeah. think if I could talk to my younger self, I would, that's the biggest piece of advice I would give her is just run your own race and be yeah. you because I think for so long you do, you aspire to be these other people and you yeah. look at their bodies or the way they are at your age and I'm like, I'm only 30, I still get asked for ID. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously? I actually got asked for ID the other day. I'm 35 and I got carded at Dan Murphy, funnily enough. Um, my obligatory uh, Friday night bottle of wine um, and I got card and I got super excited I was like oh really what what a card sure I know. here you go I know it comes back that's what now I'm like oh I love that like I look young all these years of making it so I guess you know all of our listeners would well and truly be able to tell by now that you're an incredible role model to so many women and I guess would love to understand what your constant motivation is for continuing to inspire and empower other women to be the best version of themselves I mean I guess my inspiration comes from the fact that I I know what it feels like to the struggle like that that horrible feeling to have really low self-confidence to feel so negative to to suffer from anxiety depression to just be in that spiral and I guess my motivation is to try and help as many women as possible to change it and to reach out and say it doesn't have to be like this you don't have to live life in this state because you know it's it's not a healthy state to be and you know there's just small things that you can do every day to kind of slowly change that mindset to change the way you feel to grow and to start learning to love and value yourself and you know from that alone so many other things in your life will start changing like you will you start treating yourself better you start wanting to move you start nourishing your body you know all these things are roll-on effects from that core thing of just looking after and loving yourself and, and valuing yourself 
I'm sure you've actually already touched on many of these things, but can you let us know what the daily rituals are that anyone listening who is struggling with their own confidence and self-esteem can inject into their daily life to help to ease the pain and to create that more positive mindset? I guess, yeah, I, I did touch on it earlier, but I think, you know, taking, I think the, the most important thing is taking time out every day to give back to yourself. And, you know, I, I hear a lot of people say, and you know, I've got, I've got, a, both my sisters have got kids and my sister is always like, you know, I just don't have time. I don't have time for myself. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to cook, you know, healthy meals and this kind of thing. But it, you know, we, we spoke and she ended up dedicating an hour of her day to give back to herself. And, you know, at one point it was, she lives in Sale in Victoria and she's getting up crack of dawn in the dark and jogging, you know, for an hour. And in the beginning it was obviously quite difficult, but through towards the like after a few weeks she's like I actually have so much more energy to give back to the kids I feel so much better I feel great like it, it, you know it was a struggle in the beginning but you realize that doing that kind of thing actually gives you more energy and it, I think just taking a, an hour out of every day to give back to you and it you know you don't necessarily have to exercise if it's meditating if it's doing a yoga class if it's going for a walk if it's catching up with someone that fills you with joy doing something for you that makes you feel good if it's just cooking healthy meals if that you know bit of meal prep whatever whatever makes you feel you know you're looking after you and giving back to yourself it's just one hour a day and finding that time is so important so important and i guess especially if you do have kids it's just letting go of the guilt of you know giving yourself that hour i've got two children and at first, when I was, you know, starting on regular exercise journey, at first, I'm like, you know, I'm getting up and I'm leaving my kids in the morning and I'm not there to help them, um, you know, my daughter to get to school and to feed Annie her first bottle. But then I thought, no, don't judge yourself, Amy, because you are such a better mother for exercising and you feel better. You're not snapping at the kids later in the day yeah. because you have taken that time. And yeah, I think exactly. that's a really strong it message. It actually gives you more energy and makes you a better mother. Like there shouldn't be any guilt because you're actually making yourself a better mother, a better wife, a better friend, a better, you know, it's giving back to yourself to make yourself a better person, to give to all the people around you that love you a better version of yourself mm. if you take that time. It's yeah, not totally. Sure. Yeah, I love that advice so much. It's a little bit different, but similar. My mum, she actually lost both of her parents when she was quite young. And, you know, she maybe has some feelings towards like, well, you know, my dad was so healthy and he used to run every single day, but he still, you know, died at 52. So, you know, I, and I understand where her anger is coming towards that totally. But, you know, my argument now to her is, but yeah, mum, if you're not looking after yourself, like, you might leave us early and like I want you to be here to see yeah. our kids and it was I feel like for so long I was always telling her what to do instead of taking that more approach of like you just need to invest in you so yeah. you can actually be here for us as yeah. long as you possibly can so yeah. I've got her doing some little daily exercises well it's, it's funny I, I obviously try and motivate all my family to to move and, and feel good in themselves but it's hard my parents have still got that mentality of you only exercise to lose weight so mum will call me oh Oh, I've got like a you know a bit of a bit of a tummy at the moment. How can I, if I buy one of those machines off the TV and do some sit-ups? Is it going to get rid of it? I'm like, mum, it's it's not it's not no, probably not because you need to just kind of get a bit more active. Like I said, 
don't worry about your tummy you know you're you nearly 70 like stop worrying about that but just go for a walk every day but then she will say that you know dad won't walk with her and dad's the one that needs to lose weight blah 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 blah. and it's but there i think it's really difficult to get across the message of for them that just moving is like wellness it's not about to lose weight or to look a certain way it should just be to be well to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and to try and as live as long as possible you know and i try and say you know can you just just both of you just get up and go for a walk every day you know and just move and or do yoga stretch something the two of you together it'll be fun as a couple because you know as kids you want your parents around as long Mm -hmm. as possible you know but it's it's tricky because it's a it's a different mindset yeah absolutely i my dad i started encouraging him to work because he manages a like large construction business so he's and he's a perfectionist so he's very highly stressed all the time and you know, I worry a lot about his mental health. And I, when I was living with him quite a few years ago, I started saying, Dad, you need to just start walking at night. Like, just walk, you know, just even if it's around the block or just get fresh air and it'll clear your mind. And he's like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. And anyway, one day he took my advice, which I was really proud of him for doing. And now he literally walks. Like, every night he'll walk two or wow. sometimes three hours. He'll just walk if he's wow. had a really stressful day. But my mum hates it because he won't let her go with you. Oh, no. Let mum go. She's like, oh, I don't like that you told dad to do that because I want to go and he won't let me. (laughs) Sometimes it backfires. (laughs) You need a break from everyone sometimes. (laughs) Totally. So I guess that probably leads into the next topic we'd love to talk to you about. And it is really taking that holistic approach to your overall health and well-being. And you've definitely made this shift in your life and it's obviously had a very positive impact so what would what would be like your top three tips to someone who is just embarking on their journey and they're looking for little things that they could inject into their life on more of a holistic approach if it's career relationships food exercise Um, I think if you're gonna embark on making these changes one of the things I learned and I actually kind of started learning about it when I was a contestant because Lisa was the people you surround yourself with are key to being failing or succeeding on that journey. You know, you it's so important to surround yourself with positive people, people that love you and make you feel good. Anyone that you makes you feel bad about yourself or a negative influences, you get negative vibes. You walk away from seeing them and you just feel low. Get rid of them. You do not need them in your life. You and just don't. Yeah, cut them out of your life is my biggest piece of advice because you, you know, life is too short to give, and your time is precious as well. Give the time that you have to those beautiful people, family, friends around you who just are worthy of your time and love and effort. Because you know, as as we get older, we get busier, and you know, catching up with people and seeing people, giving them your time, it gets more and more limited, and so that time is so precious that it should be spent and when you walk away and you go oh, that was I feel so good and I think that especially on a journey like this it's so easy to have people that are, are negative that can really bring you down and can take you back to a place where you know you don't want to be that you know it, it, whatever to make you feel a certain way if you're trying to build yourself up and feel good in yourself and someone just makes you feel like crap like get rid of them Great advice. <laughs> so you've been on a long journey of self-discovery and it's so incredibly inspiring to see the strength and love that you now have. 
what would you say would be the number one biggest learning, I guess, out of everything? Oh, there's so much I've learned. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hard one, sorry. Um, no, that's all right. I think I think the biggest thing for me was like realising to, to treat myself like my best friend. I think that is really important because, you know, as I said, we're our own self is we've got to make ourselves number one priority because we are the only ones that look after us at 100%. So treating yourself kindly and treating yourself well and treating yourself like you would your best friend because that's who you're going to walk through this earth with till your last day. And if you treat them well and you, you know, you want to hold their hand and go, we're going to live an amazing life. We're going to be healthy and happy and just do crazy, amazing things. Take every opportunity just go with this amazing life that's being put in front of us and not hold back and yourself is who's holding your hand through that journey so to sit back and be so negative towards it it's just inhibiting that whole amazing thing that is the life that we have on this planet so we do have a few of our favorite questions before we wrap up and i think you you may have touched on this a little bit but what would you say is your number one health tip just Focus on being well. Don't ever focus on weight loss. Like change that mindset. I think it's really, for me, this is, I guess for me, the, the biggest thing I learned was changing the focus completely of exercise and nutrition. The result, the goal, end goal is weight loss. That's a silly thing to look at because then when you actually achieve it, you just throw it all away. Focus on being well and it becoming a, a, a lifestyle. It just becomes a part of your daily, the way you live. Like eating well, you know, eating nutritious food and moving your body and exercising and, and all of those things. It, if, you, if the focus is on just how that makes you feel and if it makes you feel happy and lets you sleep well at night, all those roll-on effects, it makes you go, wow, I'm just going to keep doing it. And of course, the, the key thing for me is when the feeling I get after a training session, that buzz I feel like it's almost like a drug for me it's like once i've done an amazing session oh i feel so good that's what i harness that's what gets me up in the morning that's what gets me out the door gets me to the session and i really truly harness that and that's why i talk so much about listening to how what you're doing makes you feel like really be in the moment be present and be like oh that just you know and setting your own personal goals as well is you know no one else's but you know getting fitter and healthier and <laughs> I think everything that you really have implemented in your life, for me, what resonates is that it comes back to keeping a high vibration of energy. Like really, you know, you practice your positive affirmations in the morning, which raises your energy to make you feel good. You do a workout, which makes you feel good. Yeah. And I feel like that's why so many great things are happening in your life because you're putting out into the world positive energy all the time. And that's something that I try and work on in my own life all the time when you know work gets a little bit stressful and I'm starting to feel low it's like no I need to bring up my energy and go and play and play with my kids and yeah. get out in nature because that's when I am in that state that's when the magic happens in my it's life so true when you I did, that is so true when you were in that state when you're in that you're just putting out positive vibes and and just feeling so good and that's when amazing things happen when there's no self-doubt when you're not stress when you're not anxious when you're just like living life to the fullest amazing things happen because there's no you know, there's no 
there's no questioning what you're doing there's no self-doubt there's no oh I'm not feeling good it's just so you're going to succeed in whatever you do because you're just like yeah like this is life and I'm just grabbing it by the neck and shaking it and just going with it and it's going to be amazing we see you as a huge ambassador and advocate for exactly that yeah definitely 100% agree so what would you say would be one thing that we could all bring into our life to make the hustle healthy I would just say that hour out of your day like slow down take an hour out give back to yourself for an Mm -hmm. hour I mean we as we said we all get like caught up in everything and just also being grateful like you know during that hour give back give gratitude because we're so blessed to live these lives that we have and they're amazing and yeah taking that time out is really important yeah awesome I love that so much and this is my absolute favorite question I've already kind of touched on it from my end but what advice would you give to your younger self if I could see my younger self now, I, you know, I've asked, been asked this question a few times, I would just give that girl a big hug and be like, you don't worry, stop being so hard on yourself, the world, everything's going to be okay. And you, uh, just, just try and tell her to believe in herself and you know, anything you do, you can achieve. Because, God, I was just, that girl was so sad and just so question everything and it was just yeah so just yeah just want to give her a big hug i think and be like everything's gonna be okay (laughs) that is yeah really really beautiful so finally for all the foodies out there fee what does a day on your plate look like ah day on my plate well it sort of depends on the day but generally monday to friday i eat relatively i guess the word i don't know there's so many words throwing around i guess i call it clean eating i guess um, mornings, if, if I'm on the go, if it's quick, like if I'm going to a training session or I've got meetings, whatever, I make a green smoothie, um, which is generally spinach or kale, half a frozen banana, some berries, spirulina, um, chia, um, some maca powder, some bee pollen, um, some cacao nibs, just you know, whatever I've kind of got in the pantry and just with either, well, at the moment, I don't have any coconut water, so I'm just using water <laughs> um, and some protein powder if it's like, if it needs to sustain me till lunchtime, like if it's, yeah, if there's not going to be time for a snack or something, put some protein powder in there. And I have that for breakfast. Um, and then <laughs> Speaking of food. <laughs> we actually about the party. My stomach's like, yeah, I'll have one of those. <laughs> And then lunch, if I'm shooting, if I'm on set, there's generally like salad rolls or wraps. Um, I generally try, I've, I've learned that protein for me is really important. I did a DNA testing recently and, and it was really interesting to find the results because like I kind of knew the, what my body type was and just to be told, oh yeah, that's that's your genetic type. I was like, oh, that really makes sense, yeah. So for me, protein is really important um, to keep hunger at bay um a high protein diet is key for me because carbohydrates just burn through me and but it's tricky as well because i don't really eat a lot of red meat so i always try and have you know chicken or fish or something with salad in like something like like a wrap or just a salad if i'm at home and then afternoon snack could be uh hummus or with carrot sticks or um, falafel a couple of falafels with some hummus um, 
What else do I have? Nuts. Um, and dinner is, if I'm home, I cook a lot of stir fries. Like just, I always just buy, do a big shop up on during the week, oh, on a Sunday, and then just have lots of produce in the fridge. And it's just, as the week goes on, just work my way through and just cook up big, you know, stir fries and mm. or like, you know, bake some sweet potato, things like that, and have chicken or fish or something like that. And if I'm out, generally... Loving your stomach. Your stomach actually goes responding to my... It's like, yum. <laughs> I think I'm relating to all the food. I love falafels. And we do the same. We literally do a big shop up every Sunday and we buy exactly the same food every, every week. week. And then just cook it in different ways. And yeah. I think that is seriously such a good tip for always making sure you're eating real food and you have food because I'm like every single thing in our fridge we eat but it's just finding different ways of putting it together and it's kind of like the last couple of days you're like oh I've got like asparagus and some smoked salmon and some eggs and I'm like oh I'll make a frittata exactly and it's just kind of like and you know you enjoy all of those foods so yeah so it's just like playing with what you've got and so Monday to Friday that's sort of I eat I guess you'd Mm -hmm. say cleanly and then on the weekends, you know, I love going out. Like I go out for breakfast and, you know, I have my eggs and bacon and, you know, yummy breakfast. And then I might go out for dinner and I'm a bit like on a Sunday, there might be like cheese and wine and things like that. So I guess I'm during the week relatively clean. And then weekends, I, you know, I enjoy myself, but yeah, not too like extreme, <laughs> not, not to excess, but just, you know, life. You gotta live it yep. and enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like crazy. Can I have some food? <laughs> so it's obviously likes this question a lot or your food. So thank you for sharing that. Um, we have absolutely loved getting to know you today. Thank you so so much for your time and for joining us, and especially for championing self-love and inspiring so many women across the globe to just be the best versions of themselves. We absolutely love you. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Thank you. I'm so sorry. I just <laughs> not stop laughing. We'd love to hear your feedback and the guests that you would like to hear from. So please feel free to send us a direct message via our Instagram page at The Healthy Hustlers. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review and subscribe so you can keep up to date with our new episodes each week. For a dose of weekly happy, healthy news, you can subscribe to our newsletter via our website at thehealthyhustlers.com. Until next week, make sure that you're investing in yourself to keep the hustle healthy. (laughs) 